Oh, you know it. Uh, so can I send you a resume? No, I got a terrific one here. You'll love it. <laughs> you have a fax number? So, there are no new openings at this time. Right. And what about the near future? Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. I can stop calling. This afternoon. Okay. I'll be there. Bye. Hun? Yeah. I got an interview at the Pyramid Tank. Look! I was really starting to wonder there. Good morning, everybody. That uh, is a clip from the movie Fun with Dick and Jane, where Jim Carrey's character is laid off in kind of the worst kind of economy. And it's kind of a movie about what you do when your identity, his main identity was work. What, what do you do when your main identity is, is lost? And kind of how do you deal with that situation? Uh, that is really a representation of a lot of times what it feels like to try to get ahead uh, in work. It feels like you're you're just trying to climb the stairs and there's a bunch of big water coolers just coming down right at you. Uh, it can feel like you're, you're trying to find the magic key for a promotion or for getting ahead. And you're just trying to figure out how to do that in the midst of everyone else who's trying to do the same thing. Uh, in this series, we've been looking at kind of key issues that we all deal with in work. And we, we started out uh, talking about uh, where work comes comes from and the fact that God himself is a worker. He created it. And therefore, we, we kind of have a responsibility to actually handle it in a way that matches the way he created it to go and the way he wants it to flow. And so we then talked about the idea of what kind of worker should we be? Uh, should we put, kind of put all of ourselves into it or only when we feel like it or, or, or what? And we dug into the scriptures and looked at the fact that work is something that you actually should do with everything in you, with your with your whole your whole heart. And then last week, you can't talk about work without talking about bosses and authority. And we talked about the idea of, of what do we do 
uh, under the authorities we have in life, whether that's in the family, whether that's in our workplace, in all the different responsibilities we have. What do we do with the people over us? And how do we act if our boss is a great boss? And then how do we act if our boss is someone that seems just out to get us? And so if you missed uh, any of these, you can find them online on our website, churchinthevalley.com, and you can uh, download them or stream them. And I encourage you to do that uh, if, you'd like to, if you'd like to catch up. Today we're talking about the idea of the best kept secret. And it's the idea of how do we get ahead, uh, like I just mentioned. How do we kind of start at a place where we are in our job, and then how do we actually find success? Um, if you're like me, you probably have been in different jobs where you're just trying to figure out how you can get from step A where you are to step B, and then hopefully to step C and hopefully to step D. There's just the sense of we want to progress. But if you've ever had a job where it seems confusing to know how you get promoted or what success looks like or how you kind of play the game to move ahead, uh, it can feel like this meme, uh, which represents the, the empire. If we have that, if you get upward mobility, the empire has big plans for you. Uh, we can feel like we're just part of this just big empire and we want to move up, but we're not exactly sure what the plans they have for us. And we hope that their plans match our plans because it, it tends to go a lot better. But really, this, this idea of promotion is something that I, I know for myself I, I dealt with. Do you guys remember kind of your, your first job, your first real job, whether that was in high school or whether that was like as you graduated college or whenever that was? Once you kind of got to know your coworkers and you got to know your responsibilities, you kind of got a sense of this is what the job looks like. Did you get to that point where you just asked, well, how, how do I actually kind of get promoted? Like, how can I make more money? How can I kind of get ahead? That, that's something that we all we all want. My, my first job out of high school or out of high school, out of college was doing uh, sales. And we had this work environment where in most sales offices, it's pretty competitive. But in this sales office specifically, we were pharmaceutical sales. And so anytime you sold a drug to a a hospital or a doctor, you would go to the big whiteboard that it was in our sales office and you would write your initials with how much profit you made on that sale. And so it was like your, your worth was connected to the amount of times you could put your initials up there. And I remember early on, I, I just, I wasn't making any sales. I was learning the business. I was trying to figure it out. And people were writing their initials and putting their dollar worth. And, and I just wanted to make stuff up. ADB. $500. And I just found, I just wanted my name up there because what I realized is, is like my worth was like connected to my initials being up there. And people would just kind of go up slowly and there were different types. They would kind of go up slowly and some would just kind of quietly write their initials, the profit margin. And they would sit down and everyone would look and, whoa, where'd you, you know, and everyone would just comment and you kind of be like the real important guy at that moment. And then the next person would come up, write their initials and just got to the point where I was like, I just... I just want to put my initials up there. And I remember my first sale, I think I made like $3 profit. And like, that's really not much, but you know what? I put my initials up there. Big capitals, $3. That was my first notch on the Hall of Fame. But what I realized is that kind of like really kind of created this picture of work for me that it was just my value was in the amount of money I was making for the company. And certainly in sales, if you don't sell you're not going to actually do well. Uh, anytime you have a job description, that's the core of it. If you don't do your job, you don't do well. But what tends to happen is we can become 
like myself, where you just kind of see your value in how do I make myself look good? Uh, how do I perform and how do I let everybody know that I, I have done that performance? And it can become this just kind of comparison. It's really easy to compare at the workplace. Uh, we wish we did like other people do or we wish that people would recognize our own efforts. And what you find in life is there really is like two approaches that you can have to advance yourself. And that's what we're going to talk about today, two, the two approaches. Uh, the first approach is my, my own way. I, I'm going to promote myself. Uh, this is how I'm going to get ahead. I'm going to promote myself. Uh, this happens a lot of times just by communicating the value you have to the people around you. Uh, you want them to know what you've done. You want them to know how you've done it. And you really want people to look at your achievements. Uh, so a lot of it's just I'm promoting myself. Sometimes as we promote ourselves, we also actually want to de-promote the people around us. And it's really easy to get caught in this trap. Not only look at what I've done, but have you seen what my coworker did? And you pointed out maybe to your boss, maybe to other people. And there's just a sense in which I'm going to want myself to look good. And at the same time, I kind of want those around me to not look as good. Because if they don't look as good and I look really good, that kind of puts me in the prime spot. And it's really easy. This kind of goes on a lot in our hearts. It uh, goes on in our thoughts. We tend to degrade the efforts of others around us at work. They're not really working hard. We can tell ourselves or they really are just trying to do that to get credit. They want attention from the boss. They're just playing the game and we can get really frustrated at this. But a lot of this stems from this idea of I'm trying to promote myself. I want my goals. I want all the things that I have in mind. I, I'm the one that's going to push those forward. You know, this is actually pretty normal. If you've been in any workplace, if you've been in any school, even in the family sometimes, there can be all sorts of comparison to kind of notch each other above one another. As long as I make myself look good, sound good, I'm going to get myself above the other people. And this, this can be a real pull that can be really depressing and discouraging, especially if you're just trying to do it. It just seems like you're not able to get ahead. It can feel like you're just your wheels are spinning. And so if, if you've experienced this, which I think is pretty common, it, it gets old really quick. Uh, this is what leads to kind of what we've been talking about in this series. The idea of Monday just is a drag. I don't want to wake up to go to work because everyone's trying to get ahead. Everyone's kind of stepping on each other as they try to climb the ladders in the company, in the workplace, whatever it is. But there's another approach. And this approach is what you find in the scriptures. And this approach for me personally Provides a lot of comfort, but at the same time, it also provides some fear. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Uh, the second approach to advancement is God's way. And that is, I do what I can and I trust God uh, with promotion. That means whatever responsibilities you have, you, you do it. And you do it as best you can. It kind of stems back to the whole heart. You do it with everything you have. Big task, small task, meaningful, not meaningful. Whatever it is you have to do, you're going to do it with all your heart. The idea is there that I realize that I'm not the one solely responsible for pushing me forward. And a Christ follower admits that although there's that tendency to want to put ourselves above others, we realize that that actually doesn't get us ahead. In fact, that actually puts us to the back of the line. That's what you find in the scripture. And so we're going to talk a little bit about the counterintuitiveness of this idea of God's approach to advancement. We actually allow him 
to promote us. Now, if you kind of think that's strange, because you think, wait a second, God's not signing my paychecks. And God's not sitting probably at the boss's office. But what you find as you dig into scriptures is God has a way, because he's God, of seeing everything. He sees our attitudes. He sees our thoughts. He sees what we do, what we don't do. And we're really just, it's all open to him. Nothing is hidden from his sight. And so really God is the actual best person to be in charge of human resources. Because have you ever been in a position at work where you do something, you're like, man, I just, I wish the boss knew I did that. I wish the boss knew. Or, I'm so glad the boss doesn't know I did that. <laughs> can go both ways. Bosses, they miss stuff. Co-workers, they miss stuff. But God doesn't. And so he really is the only one responsible to ultimately run human resources for us. And so we're going to talk about why that is. So it begins with this, this idea that a certain characteristic we choose kind of opens up the gateway for blessing. Now, this isn't kind of this a talk where it's like, if you do this one thing, you're going to have the best work experience ever. We kind of want that. Where's just that one thing I can do where I'll just get promoted as fast as possible? But it actually doesn't work like that. This actually kind of takes weeks and months and years to choose to do this God's way. And from that, God does actually bless. But it begins with this key characteristic of humility. What you find in the scripture is God puts the humble at the front of the line for promotions. Now, that doesn't necessarily make sense when you first think about it. Really? The humble will get the promotions? How how does that work? Well, in Scripture, there's always a view that's a little bit counterintuitive to what we experience, to what's maybe native to us, and to just what we see in our culture, what we see in the world. Because really, to me, what I see is self-promotion usually is the most common tool for people to get promoted. If I'm going to get promoted, I'm going to have to promote myself. I'm going to have to look out for me. Look out for number one. Right? That seems like the best way to get promoted is self-promotion. When you dig into Scripture, you actually get a different view. Check out this in Proverbs 29, 23. It says, A man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. So you get this, this picture. The prideful want to be number one. They want to be the best. And they want everyone else to be below them. That's what pride is. is You you promote yourself. Put yourselves ahead of others. Well, what the Bible is doing here is he's flipping that. God's flipping it on its head. He's saying, if you actually are the one that tries to put yourself ahead and put yourself above, you're actually the one that's going to be brought low. And if you're humble, if you're actually low, God will bring you up. The idea of honor there literally means like weight. And it's kind of related to this like gold. Like if if you want to show you have a lot of gold, it's based on the weight of the gold. The more the weight, the more valuable. So the more heavy it is, the more money you have essentially. What this proverb is saying is if you actually choose humility and choose to put others in front of yourself and not just try to kind of trample on people on your way to promotion or success, you're actually going to be more valuable. And not just in the eyes of God, this idea of honor is 
you'll have more weight in the different relationships that you have. You have value. So humility makes you actually more valuable in your workplace. And if you just take a second to think about that, that doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. Humility makes you more valuable than someone who's going out of their way to show that they are worthwhile, that they have value. It almost, it just, it doesn't make sense. But if you think about it practically, people who are prideful are looking out for themselves. And if you work at a project at work and you're with other people and you're choosing pride, you're not really going to be a great teammate. You're going to have a reputation. While we're teaming together, that person's just looking out for themselves. I don't know if you've experienced that before. But the sense in which pride is a repellent. It doesn't make for good teamwork. Well, if you can't work on a team, it's going to be really hard for you to actually get ahead at work. But the humble... They're actually not just trying to say that their idea is the best and be the first one to talk and the last one to talk and make sure everyone wants their idea. There's a sense in which they, they give input when asked. And if the input will help the group, they will gladly give it. But there's a sense in which their value is raised as prideful people show that they're actually not helpful. This actually takes trust in God because it's very counterintuitive and it goes against a lot of what we experience. Jesus himself echoed the same thoughts. But before that, I, I want to define what humility is. Uh, because we, we use that word a lot, uh, but this is what humility is. Humility is a voluntary attitude of respect and deference to others. So who chooses to be humble? Does somebody else choose it for you? No, you actually have to voluntarily Choose it. You have to voluntarily choose it. And look at the view. It's an attitude of respect and deference to others. There's this idea of you see the value of other people. That's really this idea of respect. You value what others have to say. You value the input that they can give. You see them as somebody that God made. So you don't want to treat them in a way that goes against God who made them. There's a respect there. So this humility, this choice that we all make allows us to actually bring some value to the table that can't come any other way. Not through self-promotion, not through self-praise, not even through hard work alone. It's hard work with humility that actually produces some real, some real results. So this is what humility looks like uh, practically. You actually choose to take a humble position in the different environments you're in. So in the, in the family, school, even in your neighborhood, whatever it is, the different relationships you have. When you take a, a humble position, you, you take a lower position than those around you. Um, you're not trying to bully your own opinions, trying to bully your own ways. Uh, you don't want to push yourself to the top. So it's a position, first off. It's also humility involves respect, which I've talked about. I choose to show respect. I don't know about you, but usually when we think in terms of respect, it's in you want people to treat you with respect. If they only would respect me, I would work harder. If they only would respect me, I would be kinder. If they only would respect me, I'd have a good attitude. But they don't respect me. 
But what you find in Scripture is you actually have to choose respect. You have to choose to respect others. And from that, again, the weight grows. People will respect you as you choose it, as you take that position. It's also an an area of service. So it's not only position, it's not only respect, but it's, it's service. I serve with goodwill. So at the workplace, humility practically means if there's a need that somebody has, if you can do it, if you can help them, if you can meet that need, you will do it. You will do it. You'll do what you can to help those around you. So this is the way you could treat your bosses when you're under authority, the way that you respect your boss. Kind of like what we talked about last week. It's also with peers. Even with your coworkers, even with the different people you relate to, there's a sense in which you can choose. I'm not going to try to put myself and my goals in front of them. In fact, maybe I need to find out what their goals are. Maybe I need to find out what it is they need and ask questions and listen and see what I can do to help them. Does this sound like a workplace you've experienced? It's not that common, right? It isn't. But because of that, if you're serious about following Jesus and you do this, it will make such a difference. It's like a breath of fresh air. Because the stuffiness of self-promotion, it chokes out productivity. It hurts relationships. And the work can just come a place where it's, it's not a joy for anybody. But if you choose personally to do this, and we do this in a way, in view of God and Him taking care of us, it actually makes a real difference. And so those are really the the kind of two things you have to deal with related to promotion. Either I'm going to promote myself or I'm going to do what I can knowing that God will take care of me. Those are really the, the two main choices. But that that kind of brings up some some issues and some concerns uh, for all of us. And Jesus, he himself echoed this because as you look at the Proverbs and these wise sayings kind of in the Old Testament, they were written thousands of years ago. There's a part of which you just, well, it seems kind of ancient. Like, I don't know if that that really works anymore. Because it seems like unless you put your initials on the board and you put how much you're worth, nobody really cares if you're humble. See, Jesus, he, he recognized this. And he kind of continued in this teaching in Matthew 23, 12. He says this. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So you get the same picture. It's counterintuitive. The very thing you want a lot of times when you promote yourself is respect. You want people to think you're valuable. What Jesus is saying is, if you promote yourself to get respect and to try to prove your worth, your very legs will be cut from you. You'll have nothing to stand on. Your value will be diminished. But instead, if you allow God to see what you're doing, the attitudes you're choosing, the effort you're exerting, He will act in line with human resources 
and he'll take care of you. Now, humility. Does this just mean you just kind of walk into work and just kind of sit at your desk and don't talk to anybody? Don't say anything and just kind of cower in the corner? It could seem like that sometimes. It's, it's this idea of it's, sometimes it's weak. Humility is weak. But actually, humility means you, you have even more confidence to work hard because you know it's God who takes care of you. There's no one better. So this has to flow out of a relationship with God where you've seen him come through, where you know he'll take care of you. As you do that, you're in such a stronger position to be somebody at the work who can be assertive, to work hard, to be diligent, and to take care of the things you've been given. But it kind of begins with this, do, do I trust God to take care of me? You know, in, in all of our responsibilities, whether you're trying to raise kids, whether you're married, whether you're in college, whether you're at work, it all really does boil down to, do I trust God will take care of me? Because to choose humility really means that I'm going to trust that, that that's true. That he's going to come through for me. If I'm not going to promote myself, then he's got to come through for me. So it, it really is centered on this idea of trust. And so if you've never kind of chosen to trust Jesus with your, with your life, this is going to be something that's really difficult because we can't do it ourselves. But as you begin to hand over your life, and realize that he'll take care of you, he, he will prove this is true. And from experience, you'll have more and more confidence that God is the God who he says he is. So I encourage you, it takes that first step. You begin to realize, like, I, I don't have control. I can't cause all these ends to happen that I want to happen. And so I encourage you to kind of, kind of keep wrestling there if you're trying to explore what it means to follow Jesus. Before I move on, there, there's some benefits of humility, which you find in the scriptures as well. And I'm going to just go through these really quick, because this is related to this idea of getting ahead. But humility isn't really just the means, again, to get ahead either. We choose that because that's what God wants from us. But as you do it, there's a few things that come. The first is you actually get God's help. Proverbs 3.34 says he mocks proud mockers but gives grace to the humble. Grace, this idea of he, he's going to look out for you. But if you're proud, he won't. Not in the same way. Now, God is gracious. But if you're prideful, you're, you're coming against God. So you get, you get actual help from him. From humility, you actually get wealth and honor too. Uh, humility and the fear of the Lord brings wealth and honor and life. Wealth and honor and life. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever turned a resume in and your supervisor looks at it and says, you know, um, I'm a little concerned because under qualifications, you don't have humility. Have you ever seen that or heard that? Or you ever put it on a resume? I had this experience at this uh, place and I got this certification. I have this degree and I'm humble. How do you think that would fly? It's not really a resume builder. We don't put it on there. But if this is true, 
If you get help and you get wealth and honor in life, that's the best thing you could ever have on your resume. And then the last is uh, exaltation in due time. Now, the key there, in due time. What does that mean? We don't know. We don't know when God will lift us up. We don't know when God will bring about the success that we maybe want. It's not a formula where it's like if I choose humility for a week, I get promoted the second week. Right? Wouldn't that just be so much easier? Just formula it up, God. Just give me A plus B equals what? This doesn't work like that. But in due time, again, he's in charge. So there's a part of it where if you humble yourself and you've not been promoted, it's not time for you to be promoted yet. Think about that. That doesn't even seem fair, does it? If we've done everything we're supposed to do to get promoted and we don't get promoted, it's really easy to get into the blame game. Frustration, anger, or just doesn't work. I've got to find a new job. doesn't work. They don't look out for me. They said, if I do this, it will happen. Well, God, he's in charge. He'll take care of you. But here's the issue about the best kept secret. The best kept secret for getting promoted and moving ahead and finding success. It's actually not a skill. It's character. Humility is a character. It's character that flows out of walking with God. Seeing how he is. And that character is what makes all the difference. It's not a skill. Now again, skill helps. Diligence is needed. Working hard, you still have to do that. But it's actually the character that we have that helps us over the long haul. Many times, we tend to think if I just focus on making myself better, things will be better. What you find is as you walk with God, He changes you from the inside out and He grows things in you that over time make you a a different person. That is what makes you valuable. The change that He brings. In closing, there's just one more piece of perspective to kind of complete this, this picture. Because again, it almost seems like this doesn't work in the real world. You ever heard that phrase? That's not the real world. Usually that comes from a parent. As we have like this great idea about how things work. Well, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to do a great job. and be making, you know, this amount of money and get this car. And I don't know if that's how it works in the real world. And just all your dreams just get crushed. But that phrase, we use that a lot. It doesn't work in the real world doesn't work in my workplace, doesn't work in my experience, doesn't work in the people I relate to. But, again, if you walk with God, you realize that this isn't about the real world. This is about His ways. And His ways coming in to the world in which we live and operate. And so really, it's breathing His kingdom into our workplace, into our families, in 
into our relationship. But again, it flows from trusting God. And that's the last point. Humility is a choice that comes from faith. That's what faith is. It's this idea of I'm going to trust God. You can't really choose humility really over the long haul of your life without a relationship with God. Because again, you, you won't have anyone to take care of you. But what you find in the scripture is if you actually choose humility that flows from a relationship with God to make him happy, he will. He will take care of you. First uh, Peter 5 says this, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. What I want you to do right now is just think through the things that you're experiencing uh, at your work, things that are stressing you out, things that are concerning to you. It may be tasks you have to do. It may be some relationships you have, coworkers or bosses. Uh, if you're not currently at a job, think about the main areas of responsibilities you have, whether that's in the family life, whatever it is that you're finding your time to do. Think about the things that you're most concerned about, that are weighing on you, that you're concerned about, you're, you're stressed about, what, whatever that may be. Just think about that for just 15 seconds. Did anyone have anything? Are we a stress-free group? We probably had some things. I saw some of you writing it. I saw some of you just put your head down. We have anxieties. And those anxieties are real. They are. Humility doesn't wash away anxiety. Even following God, you don't just press a button and the anxieties are gone. The anxieties are still there. The anxieties are real for all of us and the different things that we face. What the scripture is saying is that there will be anxiety. And you're supposed to cast those on to God. And when you cast them on to God, you're actually choosing humility because you realize like, I can't bear the weight of the things I have right now. So it's this picture of like weightlifting. And there's two types of people, those who lift weights and those that don't. We all know which one I am. I don't. But, you know, every like once a year, I'm like, I, I'm going to do it. And I get under this weight and I'm, you know, next thing I know, I pop an Achilles. Just kidding. That's not how it happened, but. Could have. But there's a sense in which you just have this picture of what you think you can handle. And weightlifting is this like great illustration of life. Like we think we can handle a certain amount of weight and we'll just strain under it. 
And for maybe a little bit, you can. And you're just trying to walk and you're not just at the gym anymore. You've got this weight of life and you're just everywhere. And you're just, it's like you're just carrying this weight on you. Over time, you can't. It will crush you. That's what anxieties do. Some are big, some are small, but they compound. They compound, they compound until they're just on us and we can't take it anymore. So what humility is, is recognizing, I can't carry the weight of my life by myself. And to commit your life to Christ means you have to come to the point where you realize you can't carry the weight of your life by yourself. And specifically, I can't carry the weight of my responsibilities, my work, all the things I'm dealing with in the workplace by myself. So once you do that, once you choose humility and recognize that you are not the person who can bear the weight of the things that you have, that's where humility begins. So it starts with this idea of, I need God. Not only when it's good, not only when it's bad, but I need God every day of my life. And this scripture is painting this picture of what you humble yourself under. If you read it again, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Under the mighty hand of God. It's like God now, he lifts the weight. And his hand is mighty. And there's no weight that's too heavy for him. There's no anxieties that's too much for him. So you're actually not humbling yourself under your boss or under your coworkers. You're humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God. So if you picture this mighty hand and your life is under here, there is nothing that will land on the mighty hand of God that will cause it to crush under you because it's the mighty hand of God. And from this mighty hand that nothing can crush, it's this protection. And that's what you find. The hand of God is our protection and our provision. He will protect you from the stresses of life He'll protect you from the schemes of others and he will provide for you. Why? The last part. If you go back to that scripture, because he cares for you. There's people that love us in life and they care for us, but there's no one that cares for us like God himself. He made us. And there's people that Look out for us, probably. You may even have co-workers that really you team together well. And you have family members that you really look out for each other. You may have relationships where this is real. And God makes relationships to flow like this. But nobody has the hand of God except God. And no one has the might that he has. And no one sees what he sees. And so this appeal to choose humility is really with the backdrop of who God is. And that's our encouragement. And that's what the scriptures show us. Again and again, we can choose this because, not of us, but because what God does. So I encourage you today, as you're thinking about the things that you're dealing with, the things that are weighing on you, give those to God and ask His mighty hand to pick up that weight. 
Ask Him for the protection and the provision that you need. And do that as you cast your anxieties on Him and as you humble yourself under Him. If you begin to do that, you'll find it will make a real difference in your work, in the relationships you have at your work, in your responsibilities, in your other relationships that you have in life. This will make all the difference if you choose humility and you trust God. So I encourage you to do that. As I wrap up, uh, there's just a few next steps that you can take uh, as the band comes up. So if you could pull out your connection card uh, that Barry had you fill out. Uh, In a moment, we're going to receive our offering. You can drop that in there. Uh, But there's three things. The first is you might want to memorize Proverbs 29, uh, 23. Scripture memory is one of those that as you're in life and you face different situations, you need reminders of the truth. So as you memorize this and you're in a workplace and you kind of want to promote yourself or put yourself first, you'd say this verse. You just be reminded of the truth and God brings the truth into your situation. So you may just want to memorize that. Uh, You may want to ask God to show you any signs of self-promotion. Are there things that you're doing that you're just trying to put yourself above others? And then the third thing is work hard and trust that God will take care of you. Is is there a certain area where you just you you really got control? You you really just have this tight grip because you're you're fearful. You're worried. You're anxious. Ask God. To come through for you in that area as you relinquish that control. So I encourage you to do that. Let's pray. God, thank you for your goodness and the help that you bring. God, we thank you for your your mighty hand and the fact that you protect us and you provide for us. And so, God, I, I pray that we'll cast our anxiety on you and that we'll realize that you really do care for us. And so we thank you for that truth. And I just pray that you'll really allow us just this week to begin to focus on the character that we have and not just the skill. So we need your help to do this. In the name of Jesus, amen.